Give a hat on a hat. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. Not if I put one to rock it. I take a Gatorade break to get everything straight. Now I'm sitting here, like how much Gatorade make? Those words were spoken by Young Jeezy almost uh, 12 years ago. Um, and these are the kind of thoughts that go through my head um, when trying to ponder if uh, the college football season is not just dying a uh, death of a thousand cuts every minute. Yeah, um, can, can I, I hate to interrupt you, Sean, but speaking of Gatorade, they oh, that's are, great. That <laughs> they are uh, they are two for one at Publix. So if, oh, if you got my. a hankering for them, I loaded up. Did we get a sponsor? Uh, I get not only are they two for one. There's a coupon on each one too, so you get a dollar off, and then the two for one. So you get like 16 20 ounce bottles for like five dollars fifty cents. I feel like Creel is just walking out with more Gatorade and more money mm-hmm. than he had when he walked into a Publix. <laughs> oh, and shout out to the new theme. That was that was that they as they say slaps. Right? It does slap. <laughs> As the it urban definitely youth would say. Mm-hmm. It's a very good the new theme. Ur- the urban youth. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, urban Myers kids love it. <laughs> college football, there's no way it happens. There's no... It's definitely going to happen because they, they figured out the thing that needed to be figured out. The one thing holding us back got figured out. So we're good. We're fine. What's what the was, one thing? What was holding us back? Notre Dame can compete for the ACC title. <laughs> Yeah, that that did come out this week that uh, the ACC is coming up with their game plan, and it's going to include Notre Dame and a ten game conference schedule plus one out of conference. So Notre Dame's gonna be playing in I don't know which division, but we'll be playing as a full member of the ACC. I mean, maybe now I would say they're gonna put them in the easy one, but. <laughs> the one without Clemson, I guess, so they can play him twice, you know, get the eyeballs on the screen. Jesus Christ. We are so doomed. We are so doomed. I, I, I still don't see how it happens in the fall, but we talk about that every, uh, every single episode. Um, well, there are officially two teams that are in full quarantine. Michigan, Rape, and Rutgers had a COVID outbreak, so both, <sighs> both entire teams are under 14-day quarantines, you know, is, until things clear up. So, I mean, the season hasn't even started, and two teams are already, you know, taking a knee. I, uh... I just don't see how it happens. I mean, if you're, and especially you have like, I mean, they're both bottom of the barrel damn teams. Rutgers, obviously, more so. But what was Michigan State last year? Two and two and ten. Uh, I don't even think they made a bowl last year. So yeah, they were they were not very good. Um. So, you know, I guess I guess we'll wait until a Clemson or an Alabama gets it, and then we'll shut everything down. But I mean, what happens? What happens in the middle of this? Let, let's say let's say the season starts in. 
three weeks. Um, what happens if Trevor Lawrence or uh, um, what's his name from Ohio State, uh, if, if, if they get it and, and he can't play? Do they just treat that like, well, he's he's injured. He can't play. So, I mean, this is... This this adds definitely an interesting wild card to the season, but I mean, the stakes are so high now. There should be more wild cards, as far as I'm concerned. We should have actual wild card rules this year. Let's just fucking try everything. Try everything we've been thinking about trying. Let's try it in this year that is not going to matter. Yeah, they should. Let's, let's just they try. They should adopt it. some let's, of those XFL rules. You know, the weird kickoffs. Absolutely. And the, the rest talking let's, on the microphone. Let's add a designated hitter to college football. Fine with. I don't know how that would work. One guy, but you know, you just you just have Gary Sheffield come in and. Uh, if you no the the designated hitter in football is the guy who punts can line up on the field at any time he wants to, but it has to be the punter. <laughs> ah. Offense or defense, he can be out there. He can do whatever he wants to anytime. At any point, there's your Edgar Martinez team. or David Ortiz can line up on the field. Anytime they want to. Mm-hmm. Anytime. If fucking John Olerud wants to come out, he can. <laughs> so speaking of, I know you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Did you see that he got uh, engaged this past week? Hubba hubba. <laughs> for for <laughs> him or for him or her? Uh, for both, you know. Both. Yeah, a, both. Yeah. <laughs> He is going to be laying some pipe. <laughs> he looks like uh, fucking what's his name, Kylo Ren, just with like better shampoo. He does, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if the only reason Dabo would let them sleep together is if they had to be, you know, uh, betrothed. Damn it, freezer, mm-hmm. I was fixing my mouth to make that joke, and you got there before I could. I'm freezer. I don't like to disagree with you on this podcast. I'm going to downgrade her to a single hubba. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Just from, from not nothing really about her physical appearance. She's just super basic. Dang. Mm. Super basic, this young She lady. legitimately is if pumpkin spice latte became yeah, a human Yeah, was being. a person. Yeah, one of the <laughs> a, new, a sentient latte is what she One of the is. new if, Spice Girls, I guess. If if Ugg boots if Ugg boots grew legs and then hips and then a torso and then a head, it would be Trevor Lawrence's girlfriend. You're already getting too specific about her body. Red <laughs> lightly, my friend. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell Trevor Lawrence he can he can tan with a shirt off. <laughs> you got a bod? Take that shirt off, buddy. Yeah, he's got a lot of the farmer's tan going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be hot in South Carolina. You think you know workouts yeah, he's and stuff? Hard. He's got a. Mm. I mean, he looks great. Don't get me wrong. No, he doesn't. But... Trevor Lawrence might be in the ugliest man <laughs> in, in college football. He is the Otis Nixon of college football. Fucking body negative Sean Majors over here. Yeah, a lot of body shaming going on. Just, just very insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think the, uh, you know, there's going to be some hanky-panky. I don't think his head's going to be in the season. Some Hankins panky. He's going to be uh, mm-hmm. worried about, you know, registering, you know, at, at Belks and... Coming up with the reception list and who's going to be the <laughs> caterer. He is going to have a junior season slump. I'm calling it I right li- now. I like how... The <laughs> I like how, in your mind, the uh, 
a man who is who is likely going to be a millionaire in uh, in in a year's time, mm-hmm. um, the height of luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he registers at Belk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motherfucker lives in South Carolina, don't he? Where the fuck else is he going? <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh God, he's from Cartersville, Georgia. I think so. Yeah, you're probably right. again. <laughs> Principal remains. Yeah. Hey, can, where where is that? Is that is that an Atlanta suburb or like outside? You know, it's, an hour. It's like, no, or so. Cartersville is a, like a Rome suburb. Okay. It's Bartow County. It's like northwest of Georgia. Gotcha. Um, the <laughs> um, me- Metro Atlanta, I would say. Mm-mm. You would be wrong. No. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, I mean, like it is. Uh, I mean, you could go yeah. to a Braves game and, and be back, you know, before midnight, right? No. no? Wow. <laughs> a, a, a gentleman, a businessman, special. <laughs> Bartow County is is adjacent to Cobb County. I am. I'm calling it Atlanta Metro. Oh, oh, oh that's great. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, then I guess Jackson, Alabama, is the Shoals. This I live there. I can tell you, it's not Metro. Goddamn Atlanta. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Shit. As a person who has driven that a lot, I can tell you, whenever I'm in Cartersville, I'm a lot like, "Woo, doggy, almost home." <laughs> Shit. Oh, fuck. Just another hour and a half to go. Let the dog walk. Hour can we and just? A half. Wow. <laughs> Can we just call it? <laughs> so, can we call it uh, part of the Rome Metropolitan? Uh... Remember thirty seconds ago when I said it was a Rome <laughs> suburb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? So the answer is yes. Um, You're not listening to anything I say, handsome Dan. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Guys, I got nothing else. What other sports are going on? <laughs> Hankins, is, is soccer still a thing? Uh, nice try, fucker. I have no idea. Uh, not a bit. I have not been Krill, paying attention. Krill, you, you were not on, but this is well-worn territory between the three of us. And in fact, a, uh, a longtime listener of the show, uh, uh, Christopher Todd Pamperin, um, A, probably wouldn't appreciate his full name being read on the air, but B, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got to read it. You've got to write it down and read it because you can't remember. He, uh, he mentioned, um, you know, how without football, this is, this is just a sports talk show now. And, um, I told him, uh, that, uh, Hankins will legitimately not even talk soccer off the air with us. Um, Mm-mm. aside, but, but. Last week, you know, I I, I think uh, an olive branch was uh, was extended, and uh, you know, uh, Hankins and I went to Camp David and really uh, talked some shit out. Um, <laughs> Broed it down, and uh, it was a real bro down hoedown. And uh, we talked we talked soccer for for a good little bit, and uh, you were not there for it. Yeah, I mean, I will try to watch it. When when it came back like two weeks ago, I was like, huh, Atlanta's playing. And it ended yep. in a one nothing final score like every soccer game does. And Atlanta lost like they always do when I watch them. They're like 0 for 2 lifetime when I watch them. Both wow, times they scored, they scored zero goals. So I do try, but they're not <laughs> reciprocating on. Real, I will say you're not helping at all in uh, my, my grand admission to actually get Hankins out of his uh, shell when talking about soccer, he's like he's like a like an adopted an adopted dog 
when I would say whipped dog that that has been mistreated <laughs> his entire life. And, you know, all we want to do is, 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 is have him be a part of our family again. And you know what? Like this one to zero draw, it, it's, it's not helping when everybody knows that most soccer games end in a zero to zero draw. That's true. That's true. DJ Fluker got assaulted <laughs> by his lady, correct? Domestic mm-hmm. violence situation. Mm-hmm. How, how did I miss this? In reverse. In reverse. Multiple assaults on the big man. DJ Fluger Raven now also. Didn't know that. Yeah, he's shed oh, like he... 50, 60 pounds. He's in the best shape of his life. Did he just get cut All by right, the Seahawks? So... Is that who I'm thinking of? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. he used to be. He started with the Ravens. No, Fluker was. He was no, with the Chargers, I, a... I thought. San Diego. Chargers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. All right, so the the prevailing sentiment or the, the thing that they're trying to get accomplished is, and I, I received an email about this from a, uh, I'm a season ticket holder to a sport, and they sent me an email kind of, you know, testing the waters for how comfortable are you with reduced capacity games? Freezer, you are a season ticket holder. Where do you stand on if the if if Tide Pride hits you with, hey bud, you're in, in a what? Where's the percentage that makes you not scared? Uh, I would say more than fifty percent would be a, a. I would not want to go, um. But even even at a reduced capacity, I don't think I will go either, just because the whole game day experience would be interrupted. Um, I meet up with some friends in Birmingham and whether or not we would all get tickets to the same game and then whether we could go to the same places we go to before the game. I think a lot of those will be closed. Um, I, I think 50% for the stadium would be more than 50%. I definitely would not go though. What about you? So that's my experience is a little different because I don't participate in any of the, I'm there to see the game. Like that is, that's, that's what I'm there to do. Um, but I'm worried about how the, how do you get into a stadium period in any, any kind of socially distant thing. That's not just an absolute shit show. Right. The security is always slow. And then I can't imagine staying six feet apart. And then they take, they take, you know, 40 seconds to do everyone's temperature and, uh, and the bathroom situation and the concession situation. Like how do, how do you police any of that stuff? Like, I don't know. And like, here in Atlanta, it would be a little different because it's drawing a different kind of person. The the type of person the, that's going to this thing is... The loser hipster uh, mm-hmm. demographic, yes, continue. More likely to be socially distant and masking and all that. In Tuscaloosa, they ain't giving a shit. No. They're just going to be open mouth kissing each other just to prove a point. Yeah, I mean that long held tradition of spitting in each other's mouth for uh, well basket case plays uh, at the end of the third quarter. Um, <laughs> right, but, they're not going to sacrifice. That. I mean, we we made the you know we talked about this. Uh, I, I remember it was one of the episodes that that Creel wasn't on because uh, we were talking about the um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Illinois had just made an announcement that they uh, were going to play football with 20% capacity of the of, of their of Memorial Stadium whatever the fuck their their stadium is 
and um, capacity at their stadium is 60,000. So if you have 12,000 people, like stadium complexes are, you know, they're complexes, but they're not like massive like acres of land. 12,000 people, like... <laughs> it's 12,000 people. <laughs> Texas wants to go to 50. Like that's... That doesn't help. It's it, it's it's either zero or nothing. That's that's all it Wait, is. I agree. I a agree. a te- Texas stadium, Texas stadium holds more people at half capacity than an NBA arena would, than three NBA arenas would full. So I, I just don't see that as like they got They just got to give up on people in the stands to year. give like that's to give you up. an idea of twelve thousand people. Cartersville, Georgia, in the Metro Ooh. Atlanta area, uh-huh. Uh-huh. has a Go population on. of nineteen thousand seven hundred and thirty-one. Wow. That's like sixty. So that is of that is the metro that is area population. one and a half of mm-hmm. Illinois fans at a football game. Wow. Uh, uh, regularly, not just because of this uh, capacity. And to piggyback off what Hankins is saying is, even if the stadium is half full, I think at a place like Bryant-Denny, they they wouldn't let people just kind of sit anywhere, wherever they wanted in the stadium. They would close off, you know, sections or uh, entire wings of the building just because they wouldn't have the uh, workforce capacity to clean and secure those areas. So I just, yeah, I don't, like, don't even know if 50,000 in the stadium makes sense because I still think they would kind of mush those people together. So I don't know how much social distancing could really happen anyway. Like the, the last thing I'm worried about is once I'm in and watching the game, like that's pretty simple. Yeah. Like that part can be made to work. There's enough room for that, but like it's the in and the out and the back and the forth. And like, did I discuss, how it worked for wrestling when yeah Japan came back with a crowd I discussed that right uh you had mentioned it but I think it, bear, it bears repeating but so part of the whole deal was you can't scream either yeah because the six feet of distance is blown up if you're just shouting run the damn ball which I definitely would be doing yeah um that blows up run the damn too, ball so it just, it's not going to, and I mean, my God, what's a tuba player supposed to do? He's just <laughs> literally blowing Corona out everywhere. <laughs> blowing Corona. <laughs> the Sean Major story. Um, oh. Question about, like, uh, <clears throat> put yourself in the mind of a football player on on the, uh, like, on the field. Is it, is it different? Does it take a couple weeks to adjust to no crowd noise? No, it doesn't. That part right there is just us as fans overrated. You don't you don't feed like, off like the are, so are you thankful if you're if you're a football player? God damn, thank God I don't have to deal with this. Even even if like the the, the home noise. It just does yeah, it, it's just not something that matters. It just like yeah, it's great. I'm sure it feels great when a hundred thousand people are cheering after you scored a touchdown. But guess what? You just scored a fucking touchdown. Mm-hmm. When it's third and six, it don't matter. Now, Sweet does it remove does it remove the home field advantage? Sure, it does. But it it's a quick adjustment. As a person who performs in a performance that is in front of people, that is uses those people, that manipulates those people's emotions, and blah blah blah, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I can tell you, my performance is not impacted at all. Nor is the performance of the other people involved in this at all. Your physical performance, no but obviously, like, 
<clears throat> if you're jawing at somebody in the in the crowd, that's a little different. That's not in fact me at all. I just look at the camera and talk into it. I forgot that you have <laughs> your. Uh, <clears throat> I forgot about your uh, uh, mock press press conferences in the shower. Yeah, doesn't bother me at all. How's your chin, I, by I the way? I just don't think that it's all right. Okay. It's doing okay. okay. Staples are out. Good. Went to a CVS, got my staples out. So oh, I'm pretty excited CVS takes that. staples out now. They do. They're the only ones in the metro Atlanta area that do. <laughs> so you, you did go to the Cartersville C- CVS then? <laughs> I can just imagine Sean is... I do have... Go ahead. Go for it. I was going to say, go, I imagine that I Sean, he's looking at a map of Georgia, and he does like the Donald Trump Sharpie thing when he's like trying to circle <laughs> Atlanta, like drawing that hurricane loop of where the hurricane's going to hit. Sean's going to be like, this here is Atlanta, and he circles like 12 states for the metro area. <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, proud suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I think I might have a stator shat. Ooh, hit oh, me shit, with. hit me. Okay, guys. All right. So, I don't want to come down too hard on College Football News, the website. We're all struggling for content right of now. Of course, of course. We all are. But I'm going to ask you to. You guys follow the college football landscape. Does the term elite loss mean anything to you? Nope. Uh, um, I, think, freezer? I, I think I know where they're going with it. Uh, I'm going to say that's it's a metric. I don't know if it's really a stat, though. Is an elite loss like Michigan losing to App State? An elite loss, Shawnee, is a loss that you have to a program that finished with two or fewer losses. Shouldn't so it be like, one or few? <laughs> Shouldn't it be just one loss? Shouldn't an elite loss be like, uh, we, we lost, but we, we were the only team that... What? What? Wait, hold on. No, that may mean like Alabama losing to LSU this past year. That was an elite loss. Alabama losing to Auburn, that's just a loss loss. 12-2 and two is... Or, uh, 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 <sighs> Like ten ten and two in the regular season, that's like that's a that's a middling season for, for Alabama or Ohio State. That's that's a that's a unmitigated disaster. So Yes, but if you lost to them though, that's an elite. But loss. did you lose though? <laughs> but did you lose though? <laughs> so let me take that one step further. Take that one step so that's the stat that this is based okay, on. Okay, already not on board. Are you interested in a list of 130, <laughs> the top 130, based on elite losses. I'm there in. are one. I'm in. Uh, yeah, a thousand, a thousand percent. All right, let's go then. Let's try to guess the top. Um, d- 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 we're gonna say top. Oh God, we're gonna say top four. But there's like nine teams that occupy. I, 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 I still can't wrap my my brain around people lose to fucking. It's, 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 it, we're talking about college football or just sports? College football. If because it, teams lose two, two, 99% of teams lose two games. I, th- I think the, the best way to, to describe it is a quality loss. Like losing to LSU last year, everyone lost to LSU last year, but losing to Illinois, it's sort of just, there's more, you get more gumption in my book for losing to LSU it's, than you would to yeah, Illinois. It, it's kind of just a scheduling metric. 
to be quite honest. Like, who played tough schedules? Who consistently played tough teams and also didn't beat those tough teams? Coming in tied for number four with a five year, and this is also over a period of five years. Sean. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck this. Fuck His this. Head is this chat, 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 stop, chat. So, Hankins, you're you're telling us the teams that have played the most have had the most elite losses. Is that what you're saying? Like, yes. I, oh, I thought they yes, were like I, games. So I thought they were specific I, games. I'm gonna say someone like an mm-hmm. Ole Miss or an Arkansas who has to play SEC yeah. opponents a lot would would have probably a a, a good amount of them. Yes, it's, not it's, in the top four. Someone in the SEC West. There is only one team from the SEC West in the top four. Okay. 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 Two SEC teams overall. Ooh, is Tennessee one of them? Because they have to play Alabama yeah, was, every yeah, year, ten, and then they yeah, play Georgia Tennessee. every year, and Florida's Florida. good from time to time. No. No. Not Tennessee. Who is number four? Yeah, hit us with it. Number four, tied for number four. First team tied for number four with ten. So ten gets you... At number four, Indiana. Yeah, that makes sense. Who have consistently lost to Ohio State and Penn State. Add in Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Iowa. Number four, the next one, Shawnee, your home team, pal. Rutgers. Them old Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Yeah, baby. Again, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Minnesota, Michigan State. Yeah, last five years. Washington gets them in as well. Also coming in with 10 elite losses over the last five years, South Carolina. Ah, uh, okay. Because uh, okay. the, they play the Clemson every year. From that are, mm-hmm. Play Clemson, play Oh, Alabama, I bet number one's Auburn. Time or two. Um, Georgia, South Carolina would play. Also with elite losses to App State and USF. Hmm. Those are, yeah, that's an elite A loss. USF game, which they lost in Birmingham. Oof. For some reason, they point that out. It's ball game, what they're saying. Yeah. Number three, that'd be them old Michigan Wolverines with 11. Wow. Wait, I thought Rutgers. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State. Oh, tied for fourth. And throwing in Alabama at the end. Number one, or tied for number one, you boys guessed it, down on the plains, the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Alabama, LSU, LSU yeah. Minnesota. Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma. All right. Who else? Who else sits atop of this? I already guessed very, Auburn, very so I'm declaring victory and going home. I don't know. Maybe a. I'm trying to think who else would play like a really good out of conference opponent like South Carolina does to Clemson every year. It can't be anybody in the ACC because they only play Clemson. They are in the big. Ten. Big I ten? Think. Is it Nebraska? Recently maybe? shuffled. Yes, they are they are in the Big Ten. They are in the Big Ten. Nebraska? Illinois. That would be the Maryland Terrapins. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Penn State, Minnesota, Ohio State, UCF, Wisconsin, hmm. Iowa, Michigan State. Somebody had to compile, some intern had to compile this list of 130 teams. 
I love that stat. So that's the thing. Like I, I like you know crazy deep dive like technically statistics because anything can be a statistic. But like again, that's what that's what gave birth to Statterset. It was the the Booby Whitlow stat that they that they ha- <laughs> really did that they had. It was you know uh, the fifth most rushing yards uh, through four games of, of the past twenty years it, at Auburn. It's like, cool. So, like, middling, middle ground. Got it. <clears throat> Just as an honorable mention, coming in at number 130, the uh, UTSA Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Zero elite losses over the Hell last fucking five yeah. Years. <laughs> Go, Roadrunners. Undefeated. I guess. I guess. Um, <clears throat> so we've, we've gone through a lot of these uh, Statter Shats, and I, I feel like a lot of them have been without Creel. So I uh, a couple of them do deserve repeating. Uh, Creel, if Wayne Gretzky never scored a single goal, he'd still be the NHL's all-time leading scorer, Statter Shat. It's a stat with an asterisk because they count like assists or something as goals yeah, yeah. in hockey. It's, it's all-time leading asterisk. Goal. Um, since 2008, football coach Nick Saban has had as many national championships at ho- as home losses at Alabama. Eh, stat. In fact, that might be outdated. He might have more national championships now. Um, <clears throat> Vince Carter played against 37% of people who have ever played NBA. Ooh, shat. <sighs> Only Unreal. because Disagree. only per, only because that percentage will go down like every subsequent year. Well, now that he's retired, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not it's not like a, a something. Set okay, so stone. by the end of his career, oh. he would have uh, whatever. Um, <clears throat> okay, now we get into the the territory that neither one of you uh, uh, have discussed with me. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks Tony Snell in a 2017 game versus the Utah Jazz played 28 minutes. He registered zero points, zero rebounds, zero steals, zero assists, and zero blocks. Shat. Shat. Agreed. 28 minutes? That's half the you know, game. Sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce to you, you know? He would. If he's. <laughs> Did he have any fouls? If he's not a scorer, like, if, if he's a. What position is he? Tony Snell, uh, I think he's a forward. Like a small forward, so he's he's defending a guy out on the wing. If they don't throw that ball, guy the ball, he's not going to get a block or. A How many points does Scotty Pippen average per game? He was a small. Scotty Pippen was the point guard of the fucking team. No, he was not. He invented point forward. He was a point forward. <laughs> he's just technically a forward. Um, <clears throat> he brought the ball up court. <laughs> he tripled the ball up fucking court. He orchestrated the offense. I don't have a leg to stand on arguing Chicago, but having like uh, passed over the last dance uh, last night, <laughs> as recently as last night on Netflix, I don't have a leg to stand on to <laughs> talk uh, a team that has been my favorite basketball team. <laughs> um, Jerry Rice had 93 receptions at age 40. Who had the second most receptions after forty? I'm is going it Jerry to Rice or something? Because I know the answer. I'm going to guess the answer is Jerry Rice. It's a trick question. Oh, it's, sorry. It's Brett Favre and Tom Brady. That is correct with one. Oh, that's 
I mean, it's a stat because it's fun. But, again, we're drawing the line. Okay. Like, what if we drew it at 39? What does it look like? I don't know. Yeah. And old people don't play football. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that. Even less so now. Uh, the fastest hat trick ever in the history of soccer was in 90 seconds by Tommy Ross. Again, oh, this is like a – this is a Scotland stat. Go on. Go on. Finish it. <sighs> the fastest hat trick ever in the history of soccer was in 90 seconds by Tommy Ross for Ross County against N- Nyern – County at Dingwall, Rossshire, Scotland, on November 28th, 1964. It is recognized in the Guinness World Guinness World Record book as also. A 90-second hat trick, basically. The answer, of course, nice try, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stat, Sean. That, if it's in the Guinness book, that's official for me. Count it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hmm. Would like to point out that Tony Snell has never averaged more than nine points per game. <laughs> for his entire All right, it's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot. <laughs> Averages point three blocks for his career, point five steals, uh, two assists, and um, less than one rebound. So what we just read was Tony Snell's <laughs> career stats in twenty eight minutes. That's what he does every time he's out. It there. was uh, it was like a, a, a kind of bad day at the office for Tony Snell. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a half day is what it looked like. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could take a leg away from Michael Jordan and he would do better. I would agree. Oh, also, also, Shawnee, Shawnee, mm-hmm. I want to point out that. 27.8 is the highest average minutes per game Tony Snell ever had. <laughs> wow. So it literally was an average day at the office. I mean, I'm not defending these. I'm just, you know, I'm just bringing you the news. We have baby. to get you a Tony uh, Snell jersey off eBay. Oh God! I just, I just, I just imagine you like uh, you organizing like a surprise birthday party for me, and <laughs> but but it's a it's a reverse surprise birthday party, and oh. so everybody like like ambushes me with a surprise, but I'm just wearing a Tony Snow uh, jersey while uh, listening to Daughters by John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> Completely caught off guard. Um. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than drops in his NFL career. Hmm. I find that to be an impressive stat. 39 tackles, 29. It's not necessarily close. He has he has 33% more tackles than drops in his NFL career. Also, the fact that a wide receiver has 39 tackles means he played with some dog shit quarterbacks. Yes, sir. Um... Peyton Manning's longest run in the NFL was 33 yards. Trent Richardson's longest run was 32. Wow. Mm. Hurtful That's stat. a stat. Hurtful That's stat. That's a stat. Oh. Hmm. Got to find a good one to end it on. Tony Snell <laughs> averaged... <laughs> <laughs> the world record holder for... Uh, Tony Snell, uh, the the number of times Tony <laughs> Snell's name has been said on a podcast, throw the flag. Your official Tony Snell Illinois football podcast mm-hmm. right here, folks. <laughs> oh, oh, here's one. Here's one. For the 2019-2020 uh, 
2019-2020 season, Tony Snell was 100% from the free throw line. Wow. Stat. Hmm? Was he like two I'm for two? You. That's why I'm a big, uh, you know, they, they, they call us uh, Snellfish um, <laughs> because, because we keep swimming to those sweet, sweet Tony Snell snats. God damn it. I can't wait to go to the new Detroit arena and get myself a Tony Snellenberger. <laughs> is that real? It is now. I've spoken into, into being. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Fit. As I look at a Ruby Tuesdays banner ad that says, this is unbelievable. <laughs> favorite uh, favorite uh, rock and roll musician that co-opted all his music from uh, black artists? Tony Snellvis Presley. <laughs> We've descended into madness. Episode 168 of Throw the Flag. Creel has, is back, baby. Back, baby. Um, that's it. I can't believe we squeezed, uh, 38 minutes or 30, a little bit less because, uh, the call dropped in the middle of this <laughs> little peek behind the curtain. I can't believe we didn't do 45 minutes with all with Tony Snell. <laughs> Where'd this guy go to college? Oh, um, 168, throw the flag. We're here. We're going to keep doing this, I guess, because you guys keep listening, which is very surprising. Um, Next episode, who knows? It might be just a great big crowdsourcing uh, brainstorm of what to do with our marketing funds to get more of you to listen. Uh, we're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. I have a barrel, and I'm literally scraping it. Go to Throw the Flag. Throw the Flag? What's our fucking website, Creel? I think it's ttfnetwork.com slash Schnell. <laughs> Is it Schnell or Shell? It's Snell, S-N-E-L-L. Oh, Snell, okay. Slash Snell. Um, <laughs> that's cute. We still have That's Disgusting on the website. Um, yeah, so uh, throw the flag, ttfnetwork.com. Uh, you can uh, just, you know, fucking tell your friends that you love. You love what you're listening to, right? Why, Creel? Oh, because we thrive on word of mouth. Oh, it's so true. We need to bring back Stump Creel. I think that needs to come back. And maybe it will in episode 169 of Throw the Flag next week. And like we always say to end this podcast, if you love TTF football, give me a snail yell! Snail
like Flynn. 